This week on Talking Back, we finally go to a galaxy far, far away. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. With me today in studio is co-host Dean. Hello, Dean. Hello, Tim. Why does it smell like volleyball in here today? Uh, that uh, Who's that, that one's me. I'm raising my hand right now. Okay. I am oh, volleyball. Yes, you are. Okay. I smell like volleyball. Is it bad? Is no, it little... no, it's okay. not bad. Okay. I wasn't sure I was going to make it here today because our volleyball game went really long. And so I was thinking, oh, no, I'm going to miss recording time. So I was thankful that Bobblehead Dean was going to hold down co-hosting, but I made it. You made it. Yeah, great. Uh, it would have been... A bit of a boring podcast if it was me and Bobblehead Dean. You so, and Bobblehead, yeah. So this is this is good. Thanks for coming. Now, this is one of our favorite weeks. It is one of our favorite weeks. Because we're doing comics. It's like a dual favorite week because it's comics and it's Star yes. Wars. This is our first entry into the Star Wars universe. How have we not talked about Star Wars I don't yet? know. I don't know. But we're talking about it now. Yes. I'm excited. I'm super excited. I love Star Wars and I love comics. It's just, it's going to be great. I know it is going to be great. I'm We're huge comics fans. We love the movies and the video games and more on those weeks. Yeah. But this is a comic week. It's a special week. I know it is. Like, comics are near and dear to my heart. Me too. It's like I watch a lot of movies and I like to analyze movies. Um, but comics, they got a special place. Comics make me feel good. Comics are special. Comics are special. They make You're me right. feel special. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Well, You're we... a special boy, Tim. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's weird. Oh, sorry. I'm, That's not brother talk. I'm feeling un- uncomfortable now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, please don't say things like that. Coming in here all volleyball sweaty and calling you a special boy. Yeah, I know. What's this? Who calls anybody a special boy? Who calls her older brother a special yeah, that's boy? Not, that's not right at all. Anyways, I'm going to let that one slide. Thank you. Um, since we are on the topic of comics, though, I want to give a shout out to our friends at the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, Tess and Corey. They have a fantastic comic book review podcast that you and I have been listening to and we're really into. They do a great job over there. Really good uh, free-flowing discussion about um, some really cool books. So I would just recommend anybody who likes comics to check them out. You can find them at OCD Podcast, kind of all over social media. They're uh, mostly prevalent on Instagram. They do some really good engaging there. They'll engage with um, anybody who wants to talk to them. They post a lot of cool art almost on a daily basis. So check those people out. Um, we recommend them. So Yeah, totally. I absolutely love that podcast. I listen to it on a weekly basis and I just message them just to be like, hey, I like your podcast. It's really cool. And they message me right back. They're just like super nice people. It's They're they're super nice. It's a type of podcast where it's just like a conversation and you feel like you're a part of it. I just I love it. And I love the um, all the comics that they cover. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they cover, cover a lot of great material. They um, cover great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they have they have like the same taste as me. So I love it. That's right. Yeah. 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 So check them out, people. But back to us. us? Star Wars. Okay. We're doing Star Wars. Um, so Dean. Yeah. Picture this for me. Okay. If you will. Put your imagination cap on. Okay. It's 2002. Okay. We're at the Skywalker Ranch. The Skywalker Ranch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Star Wars Episode 3 is in pre-production. Okay. Okay. George Lucas is making his weekly Friday morning visit to the art department. Mm Mm-hmm. You and I are a part of that team. Oh, how did I get there? 
Uh, you snuck in the back door. Like you, I get it. You're there, but like, why am <laughs> no, I there? No How way did I get there. <laughs> there's no way I'm even there. You're there. You're I'm there, there like collecting co- coffee cups and washing them. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Listen, here's the reason he's there though. The reason he's there is to approve concept art based on the previous week's meeting and to provide new assignments for the next week. Okay. So we're talking for me, for sure. And, and probably for you, this would be a dream job. Right. So like the artists are just like letting it go, letting it fly. And he's coming in. He's like. Yes, yes, no, no, yes, and I'll see you next week. Exactly, exactly. So Lucas throws out a list of things he needs concept art for, and it could be anything. It could be a new planet he needs, needs costumes, new ship, whatever, new character. So after the meeting, it's up to the concept artist to come up with a number of different visions for that subject matter. And if approved, those concepts make it directly into the movie. Oh, cool. How cool is that? This is actually, you're right. This is kind of the dream job. It's like being creative and just coming up with something like they give you an idea and it's like, okay, I got to spin it somehow, make it cool. And if it gets in the movie, it's great. Yeah. And if your stuff is the best, yeah, it's making it in the movie. You're getting in the movie. The motivation is there to do really well, right? Yeah, for sure. Now, while Lucas has most of the Star Wars story fleshed out by this point, these weekly meetings, they're still providing Lucas with new and interesting story concepts. So he's still developing the story at this time. Cool. So just imagine this environment. Like... I know. Completely creative, completely yeah. supportive. It would just be so exciting. I, it would. It's like, ugh. It's just like bouncing ideas off of other creatives in the room. I think it would be a, just a fun, number one, a fun meeting to be in. And number two, you could get your cool idea in a movie. Exactly. So during the 14 months of pre-production, the artists develop over 4,000 pieces, including painting, sketching, storyboards. Now, 14 months, that sounds like a lot of time to come up with 4,000 pieces, but the like the core lead artist team here is probably 12 people strong. Wow. So what they're doing is they're often sleeping in the art department, working super long hours. Wow. And I mean, it's obvious like why you would do that, right? You could have your stuff in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, definitely. So, so out of this art department comes the concept for General Grievous, the planets Felucia, Mustafar, and Paulus Massa, and the P-38 Starfighter, among many other things. Okay, cool. For all of the ideas that did make it, there's a far greater amount of ideas that didn't make it. Now, while Lucas loved all of these ideas, they just weren't really right for episode three. Yeah, you can't fit everything into that movie. It still has to be a two-hour movie. That's right. So, a platform for these artists does get created, though. And that platform is our subject matter for today. Cool. The graphic novel is titled Star Wars Visionaries. Ten stories, each written and illustrated by one of the lead concept artists on Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Dude, this is the first time ever that a group of concept artists have designed a Star Wars comic series. Okay, that's neat. You want to hear something even neater? Uh, yeah, sure. This book is released one month before Episode Three. Ah, so little, uh, little old, little old Tim, back in two thousand two, is waiting at the bookstore the day that this gets released. Did you pick this up? I did. Okay. Yeah, this was on my radar. Yeah. Months ahead of time. Okay. Now and I picked this up day one, and I was so ready for it, Dean. My body was ready. Tim. My mind was ready. Tim. Dean. My soul was ready. I, I believe your soul is ready, but you said little Tim. 
I know. Uh, Tim in 2002 is, he's old, he's old Tim. 2002, 2002 Tim was 24 year old Tim. Yeah, you're trying to, (laughs) but compared to us here, compared to me now, that was little old Tim. Okay, right. True, true. (laughs) Okay, so 24 year old Tim, (laughs) 24 year old me. She was waiting for it. Little old old Tim took the bus downtown. <laughs> had, had to transfer. Had got to lost. find the change for the bus and the right. couch. Stopped in at the candy store on the way. I mean, most of the story's probably true, except for your twenty-four. <laughs> the only thing probably I lied found about the change for the bus and the couch cushion. <laughs> you probably stopped at the candy store on the way there. That's true. <laughs> so, that's still my mo today. That's still so. you, man. You got me. All right, you got me. Okay, Dean. Let's get into the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The first thing I notice about this book is how beautifully designed it is. You can tell from the cover. Oh, you totally can tell the from the great. cover. Like, even reading it, rereading it today, the, the design impresses me. Now, what I'm talking about when I say design, I'm, I'm talking about everything that's encompassing this book. So the color theory, the page layout, the choice of layout of text, the images that they're uh, presenting you with in like kind of the first few pages where you're getting your um, introduction and your table of contents. Now, the best type of graphic design is graphic design that is timeless. So you look Mm -hmm. at it um, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years from now, 50 years from now. If it still looks great, that is timeless design. And this book is timeless design. I agree. It looks like it was released last week. Totally. Super well done. A lot of art in this book. It's very different across the different stories. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, what you have is you have, like we said, you have individual concept artists doing their own thing here right like they were allowed to come up with their idea yeah they were able to write their idea and then they illustrated it so you would have completely different art styles right totally and every single one of them looks like it could be an art style that would be in a comic today yes yeah yes definitely definitely different types of comics but for sure um i think we were talking about not necessarily going through every book and breaking every book down I'm okay with doing that if you want to. Um, I, I have my favorites. I'm yeah. sure you have your favorites. Exactly. There's stories that are my favorites and there's stories. There's a couple that it's like, oh, well, I didn't really like didn't connect with me or whatever. Yeah, so like I don't too. need to talk about it or I mean, it does, we don't need to get deep on it. We can say why we don't like it and what's good about it. But I don't know. It doesn't have to be story wise. We can just like pick them. We can go through each one and just kind of say what we like about it um, or whatever. Wh- whatever. What do you think? Okay, let's uh, let's go through them all then. Yeah, I'd, l- I'd for sure like to start at the first one. I think we should start at the first one for sure. Because the first one is just like home run. Yeah. First first person up to bat in the game. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, boom, out of the park. And it's like, oh, this game's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. This team's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this could have been the whole book. This could have been the graphic oh, yeah. novel that I paid yeah. $15 for. And I'm 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 feeling like I ripped them off. Yeah. Because it should have been worth way more. Totally. But let's start with this one. Now, I do want to say one thing about this. This, this one was... Um, written and illustrated by Aaron McBride. Now, Aaron McBride is a senior art director at ILM. I did get in contact with him. There's some really interesting things in this book, and I was hoping to get some answers, first-hand answers from him. For sure, yeah, that would have been cool. He was very receptive, Yeah, very interested in helping out, Okay, and it just sort of fell apart with Lucasfilm's PR department. I guess they're very specific about what their employees are allowed to be talking about when it comes to the Star Wars universe. So he wasn't actually able to answer the questions. He actually did answer them. He just wasn't able to provide them to me. Interesting. After he he kind of thought, you know what, I should just check in with um, 
ILM's PR department and Lucasfilm's PR department. Yeah. ILM said, go ahead. Lucasfilm said, okay. you know what? It's probably better if you just don't engage in this. So, you know, thank you to Aaron McBride for being so generous with his time as to, um, you know, being willing to, to take part in this, but it just didn't, it didn't transpire this time. So yeah. maybe, maybe in the future we can talk to him about something different that's not, that right. won't get kiboshed by Lucasfilm, but anyways, um, yeah, that, just wanted that, to throw that in there. It happens. Uh, I can't tell you how many PR departments uh, shut me down on things. Um, you just, you kind of take a swing, you go for it, and it actually happened that you connected. It's not just you took a swing, you connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, they he just was... told you that you're not on the team. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, sw- I, I, yeah. I, I, I guess I tip fouled. Yeah. And then struck out. Right, right. You know what I'm realizing? Yeah. I make so many baseball analogies yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Me too. Too many, I think. Yeah, okay. I'm always like, it's, 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 it's sing- he hit a single and then went, <laughs> then hit a grand slam. <laughs> totally. It's like, he swung for the fences. Here, and- I got another one for you because I'm into basketball. So basketball, you can actually sit like courtside. So you're yeah. like almost on the floor, right? Yeah. So it's like you were sitting courtside. Yeah. You got up off the chair. Yeah. You ran out. They passed you the ball. You hit a three and then the ref's like, you're not on the team. You're not, You're team. not an eligible then, player. Get back in the And then stands. security escorted me out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So good job hitting the three. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you. Okay. So the art style we get here is very much like comic book art style. It's very um, comic bookish looking. Similar to what you'd actually see in a, totally. in a Star Wars comic that, yeah. that comes out. Very, very typical. Yeah. Some that. of these are a little off the wall. This one is like. This is straight and narrow. Yeah. Really great comic book art. Yeah. Now, Luke is on Tatooine with Uncle Owen and he's a young boy. Yeah. Maybe maybe five years old here. Five yeah. or six. Uh, a dark figure approaches their home. But like a dark figure is like sprinting at their oh, home. Oh, uh, the dark figure is moving fast. It's moving very quickly. You know what it is? What? A, a Tusken Raider, perhaps? That, that's what I, I thought it was a Tusken Raider. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Oh, what? It's something far worse. No, what? It's Maul. Dude, it's Maul. Maul? Maul. The Maul. The Maul. The, the last we've seen of Maul. Was him getting cut in two and falling down that big pit. So how could it be Maul? How could he be sprinting? That's a great question. He has robotic legs. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is insane. This blows me away at this moment because this is a concept that gets developed later, many years later in the Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series. For sure, They bring them back with these legs. Yeah. This is the origin of those legs. I remember how I felt when I was reading this. I was... I was... I was sweating. I was yeah. like, this is the coolest thing. This concept is so cool. You don't even care like how any of it happened. You're no. just like, cool. Darth Maul has robot legs. Awesome. He's coming back. And he was tracking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Like, that's so cool. I know. It is cool. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Bit. Actually, one thing I wanted to say is anytime someone falls down one of those giant pits, it's almost assured that they don't die. If you don't see someone's last breath... They're probably not dead. I don't think anyone has ever fallen down one of those pits and not come back. That's true. Anyway, I mean, I yeah. I'd throw that in there. That That's interesting. I, yeah. I don't think anyone's fallen down a pit and not come no. back. One of those big, like, like yeah. pits in a Star Destroyer even when or something like yeah, that. Yeah, even when they're cut in half. And it doesn't matter how they go down It doesn't matter. There. It doesn't matter. No. They always come back. Yeah. So, Maul's tracking Obi-Wan. So cool. And he's, it's, it's like we get a few pages where... He's always just missing him at these, at these famous like scenes from the movies. Yeah. And here is something that I thought was super cool. He tracks him on Mustafar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He says, 
I came across a corpse on Mustafar. I thought it might have been you. Yeah. Um, imagine my relief. So it's such a cool line. Totally. But here's another insanely cool thing about this book. I don't know if you noticed this. Okay. On that scene in Mustafar, Anakin is lying on the ground and burning. Yeah. Remember, this came out a month before the movie. Right. And that is... This is a spoiler alert for the oh, movie. That happens in... Like, they took that from the movie. That's in the movie. That like, is in the movie. But yeah. it's in the comic book. If, now, I read this before yeah. the movie. I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. I didn't notice it. So they kind of slid it through really well. Yeah. But I was really curious how they were allowed to do this. That's interesting. Maybe it's because the... Also, like, the entire book is just, like, concept. So it's sure. like... These things won't be happening in the movie. So maybe they yeah. could, like, slip it in because there's so many things that won't be happening. I want to go back to before we get to Obi-Wan. Okay. Because I skipped it. There's You started with, there's this figure approaching. Mm-hmm. And like, he's running. And he's running at Uncle Owen. And Luke standing there, right? Yes. And he's just running at them. And Uncle Owen pulls out a gun. Yeah. And he's like aimed at this figure. And he's like, hey, you better stop. You better stop running. Shoots at the figure's feet. Figure jumps up. Forces the gun away. In the air. Grabs it. Hits Owen in the face with it. And then lands. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. That, right no, away, that's no Tuscan Raider. No. Right away, you're like, oh, my goodness. Who is this? What is this? Yeah. What's going on? Like, it's just that that feeling of you want to feel that this figure sprinting at them. And it really does. Like, that's what makes it feel like it is really tense. This This thing was running at them. And this thing is powerful. Yeah. So. Then he starts his story. He starts his story. Yeah. So he's talking to obi-wan but obi-wan's not there correct until obi-wan leaps out of the sand yes to confront maul so obi-wan's just chilling in the yeah. sand how long do you think he's been in the sand for 10 years maybe no, it no, might have been Luke, five, years. Five. Five, five years five years, five years. i think so chilling too. out under the sand for five years so five years in the sand now maul and kenobi start to fight and it is in all of its glory well it, it's it's so perfect. All you have to say is Maul and Kenobi fight because like that, I'm going to say that's the best lightsaber fight in the movies. Like in all yeah. nine that we have yeah, plus ag- whatever other I movies, agree, yeah. that is the best one. Yeah. Maul versus um, Qui-Gon and Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. Specifically Kenobi okay. when he gets pissed yeah. and he's like, okay, let's do this. And yeah. then like, cause he sees um, Qui-Gon die. Yeah. I think that is the best yeah. lightsaber fight. I agree. So we I, I get it, it again. Yeah. And it like, it doesn't disappoint in comic book form. Mm-hmm. Right. It like, no, it, still it didn't. It was super great. Cause it was more, you're like, Oh, we get more, <laughs> get to see of more. Course. Yeah. Um, amazing. So as, as cool as it is, it actually goes pretty quick. Uh, Kenobi gets the upper hand fairly fast. He's got his deactivated lightsaber up to Maul's head. Yeah. As Maul is on the ground. And you can tell how badly he wants to activate this lightsaber. For sure. But before he can do it, Uncle Owen shoots Maul in the head. Yeah. It's interesting because you just have to push a button. He just has to push a button and then Maul's dead. But it's against everything that he stands for. For sure. So, but so, you can but tell so how easy. bad he wants it's to do it. so easy. I thought he was going to do it. What did you think? Oh, 100%. I thought he was pressing that button. It's going through Maul's head and that's that. Now, you, you wait another five seconds. He may have pressed it. True. So... But Owen got in there first, shot Maul in the head. Yeah. 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 So really, really cool, cool book. Lots of really interesting things going on in that. And damn, that's how you like enter into this, this story. 
And the best part is that that's standalone. Everything else we get, every chapter is going to be something different, something inventive, and most likely genius from one of these top-level concept artists. Yeah, definitely. It was a great start to the book, um, especially for me, who I feel like I have like my finger on the like comic book pulse of like the world. Like I know all the good of stuff. The of, of the world? Like I know, Dean. I know all the good stuff out Dean, there. Dean, what's going on in the land down under with comic books? Uh, some great stuff, Tim. Yeah? yeah. Oh, <laughs> well great, said. Some great stuff. Well said. So I just, I just feel like I know what's good and what's out there. And so when you pitch this book to me, I'm like, I have never heard of this book. So it's not that I'm expecting it to be bad. I'm just not expecting it to be great. Because yeah. I was like, well, like I'm not, I, I know stuff out there that's good. And I haven't heard of this book. And just open it up and start with that story. Right, right. I'm like, oh, yeah. You're in. Tim's in. Tim got this. Tim oh, yeah, got no, this. This is a I'm good in. one. This is a good one. If anybody hasn't read this, you got to read this. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Oh, I don't think we said the last one was called Old Wounds. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was the name of the book. Yeah. Um, it's another good name. Oh, it makes sense. It fits. Yeah, it's yeah. like physical old wounds yeah. and emotional old wounds. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, Skip it. What? The next one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fine. I mean, it. it's it, fine. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's, okay. That's um, the thing. Like, I'm fine. I like the art. I like, like, how. Okay. We'll just say the name of it. We don't have to, like, go through the story or anything. The next one is called The Artist of Naboo. Yeah. I like how abstract the art is. But yeah. when I get to the end of the story, I'm like, I don't know what this is. It's great looking art. Um. I love this kind of art because it, it is it is like digitally painted. Um, a lot of it looks like it's a speed painting. Do you know what speed paintings are? No idea. So like in, if you're using Photoshop, there's a lot of people who, you know, before they sit down for a long session, they'll just do like a 30 to 45 minute speed painting, they call it. And they okay. just do something for 30 to 45 minutes. And that kind of loosens them up to move on to the next thing. So you get like an unrefined piece of art. Oh, cool. But, but at this level, the, the art still looks incredible, right? Like one of these people's speed painting is like a month of work for me, right? They're just like- It looks- Whipping out. So It looks lot, great, yeah. I get I get that feeling from a lot of this. So it, it's it's really cool. But I, I read this one and I was I, I was thinking for a long time afterwards, like what what is the, what are they trying to tell us here? Like what's the theme they're trying to get across? And What'd you come up with, Tim? I, I, I'll tell you what I came up with. Okay. And here's the thing. I came up with nothing. Uh, me too. I couldn't figure anything out. Other than that, this painter is just... I don't know. He's a hes a weirdo or something. I'm the, sure that's not what the artist intended. It's basically that the painter can, like... He's like a... He can see the future. He has, like, premonitions, maybe. And, like, he paints them. Maybe. And then, like, he can see if bad things are going to happen. Mm. But then he nothing happens of it. Like, well, he, he saves Amadala's life. Like, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Like... I don't know. In a bizarre way. I kind and of then, don't really even know what happened. I don't... It's weird because he gets, like, he gets, like, shot saving her. Yeah. After... I, I will say this. He saw her in the market. And then... He's like this Michelangelo type of figure this paint this painter sees Amidal in the market and then paints her portraits for 24 days straight yeah because he couldn't do any he was obsessed and he couldn't do anything else yeah then he kind of sees that she's going to be in danger or she is in danger and he knows about it he goes runs in gets in front of blaster fire mm -hmm. gets shot so she survives and then he should be dead but he's not yeah so he says like... he says alderon concerns him next 
So yeah, I, I, I feel painting, yeah. I feel like he's like this painter who maybe can't be killed or something is strong in the force and is like this mystical character moving right. through the galaxy saving people's lives yeah in some sort of a yeah. way so how great would it have been if he just like launched himself out of a spaceship in like the the beam of the death star before it shot alderaan and oh there was just been like amazing. a person flying by and it just yeah. blew him to pieces yeah it would have been great i it, just i think i don't get why he this like whole painter seeing the future thing i, I guess it doesn't feel star wars to me yeah and that's a, the thing with these stories is this is concept work for sure right? yeah. so you are getting these are these are ideas that didn't make it into the movie. Yeah. So for various reasons. So you do get some out there ideas, but it's still cool to speculate these types of stories. Like this whole Definitely. book is yeah. this 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 is our jam. This is like these are oh, all yeah. what ifs. Yeah. Right? Exactly. This whole book is a what if. Yeah. Definitely. Um so I guess that makes sense that it's like, well, this one didn't make it because maybe it also didn't make sense to Lucas or whatever. Or anybody. Or anybody. <laughs> I just it doesn't yeah, like I said, it doesn't feel Star Wars. It doesn't feel like this sort no. of premonition painting thing is something that fits in the universe. The Jedi's can kind of see the future, you know, they can kind of feel it and yeah. know what's happening. But it's it, it's not so much I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, let's didn't quite feel it. Yeah. Go, yeah. Roger that. We spent Roger that time on Roger that, that buddy. <laughs> roger Roger. What do you want of the droids? <laughs> I killed you. You're oh. dead. Uh, next. We got to talk about this one. For sure. Wat Tambor. It's yeah. called. Yeah, Wat Tambor. Wow, wow, that Imperial troops are coming. For sure. <laughs> was that any good? That was actually Do you really know who good. that is based upon that? Yeah, that was really good. I don't know if he... I think he was with the Empire, though, so he wouldn't have said Imperial troops are coming. He wouldn't warn <laughs> them that they're coming. <laughs> he's, unless he's warning the rebels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was really good, though, Tim. That's actually one of your best. I'll take 50% out of 100 on that one. That's one of your best. Okay. Now, it's called called Wat Tambor and the Quest for the Sacred Eye of the Albino Cyclops. Yeah. Now, it's very cartoony. Super, super cartoony. The kid's cartoony looking. Very colorful. Very loose. Now, as we start to get into it, I basically think this story was meant for the Star Wars Holiday Special. Whoa. Whoa. Mind blown. Right? Like, this could have been another five-minute scene in the holiday special. Definitely, Tim. Definitely. I mean, what the fuck is going on here? I have no... Okay, so I was going to say... What is going on? I was going to say, like, the art I love in this book. I'm just, like, so into it. I'm like, ooh, this art is, like, out there. This is cool. I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in this story. Well, I I can tell you... I can sum it up for you. I mean, I, I like. I think there's some sort of vision quest going on, there or something like that. There definitely is. There definitely but, is. But um, I am not a hundred percent sure why or how. I I really think that the 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 artist was like, I'm gonna do a holiday special concept cool. here. Cool. Because basically, Wat Tambor's eye gets cut by Anakin. We get to see that now. Tambor goes on some sort of a psychological journey. To meet this albino cyclops to be healed. Now, I mean, like when, when I that say psychedelic, sense, it is full on psychedelic. He goes into another realm and is tripping yeah. balls. And like, there's so much weird stuff going on that you don't even really know what happens. Like maybe his eye gets healed. Maybe not. All that we get is the ending tells us straight up to, to see in episode three for the final fate of Wat Tambor. Right. I feel like right. everybody who reads this, as soon as they read that, 
it's completely quiet, completely silent, and you just hear crickets. Yeah. And it's like, what just happened? For sure. I'm I'm can I'm really confused. Yeah. So here's I what ha- here's what happens. Okay. In episode three, yeah. he's got his eye back. Right. So okay. I guess everything worked out. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. Hey, yeah. Cool. Because it's like, see episode three for what happens to Watambo. It's like, what happened to him currently? What's, like, what is happening I know. to him right it's now? Like, tune in to episode three <laughs> to see what happened to his eye. Yeah. Oh, Who he cares oh, what he got it. to his eye? He got it back. I don't. I don't care about Wat Tambor, let alone his eye. I really don't. I'm getting fired up. Here. I really, you're getting fired up. You sound a little like me. You had to back off the I had to, mic. I had there. to back off the mic, and I think it still blasted the lights. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care about Wat Tambor. No, I I'm don't either. You. I don't care. I don't care. At least, least of all is his eye. He's got two of them. I, right? So, if he loses one, so what? So for me, I like am so into this art and love it. And I think it's just totally wasted on this story. Like, because I don't care about anything that happened or know about anything that happened mm-hmm. in the story. Yeah. But again, it's like the holiday special. Yeah. And I love the holiday special. I know you do. It's so I'm not. I'm not. So weird. Like, I'm Tim. not hating on Tim, this. Tim, you're so I'm weird. on this. Now, let's move on. Oh, this is tough. I, I want to call this next one my favorite. Tim. Do you want to do the same? Well, I have to call the first one my favorite. Okay. But Tim. Yeah. I love this one. I, so do I. Now We are locked in. There are four. I have four favorites. Yeah, okay. Um, I think I go from my... From my f- do them at the end. Do them at the end. Well, I don't even think I... There's nothing to do. Oh, just tell you what they were at the tell end? Tell me at the end, yeah. Okay. Let's walk through them and then we can tell you what, what the favorites are. First, I'll say, I'll say this. Um, back in the day when I got this and was reading it, this was my favorite. Yeah, okay. And it was a definitive favorite. Those waters have muddied now. Yeah, okay. And this isn't as definitive as it once was. Yeah. But. This is this is so good. I love it. This is so good. Now, it's so good for me because this has my favorite character. It's all about my favorite character. Oh, a huge slug. No, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, okay. Jar Jar Binks. Well, I guess, yeah, he's a huge slug. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're slug. right. Okay, no, yeah. no, I'm totally kidding. I think we, half the people just tuned out right there. They just turned off the, the podcast. No. Um, I'm talking about none other than the emperor himself. The emperor himself. The emperor himself. Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious. Dude, I had one Star Wars toy when I was younger. Yeah. I had the emperor. Oh, really? And I loved it. You're an emperor kid. I loved it. Yeah. I guess that was the only one I could find or wanted, but I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I pretended that he shot electricity out of his hand so many times. He did. He did. He did. That's right. He, he did. is so in tune with that electricity. He is. Oh, man. He is. We he get can to fuck see, you up with that electricity. We get to see that in this yeah. book, too. Yeah. I'm going to do my emperor. Infinite power! Whoa. Right? Ouch. Right? I got a shock there. <laughs> I just got shocked. Yeah, I, I did the hand motions, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I like that. I mean, and that's an episode three emperor for you. Yeah. That's his... That was very yeah. good. Yeah. Very, very good. Now. <laughs> I feel like I have to do one, but I can't think of any lines from him now. I just got... Those are the only ones I know sometimes. Okay, Tim. If he hadn't pointed the electricity in my head, I may have been able to come up with something. Tim, peek behind the curtain. Sometimes I'm just sitting in my car driving to work and I'll just scream infinite power because I think it is fantastic. Yeah. It's such a great line. Yeah. Power, infinite power. Yeah. It's it's the best line in that movie. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. Let me try it. Let me try one. Okay. Lord Vader... That's not. I'm bad. not done yet. Oh. <laughs> Start over. Redo it. Redo it. Take it again. 
I'll give you the key when I'm done, okay? Okay, sorry. Lord Vader. Yes, my master. Rise. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it, Tim. That was amazing. That was, I don't know that if I'd go so that good. far. That was really good. I think amazing is off the table, but if you want to come up with another word for it. Your rise was on point. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That was on point. Thank you. The first stuff, started, the first yeah. stuff was just set up to get to rise. I, I couldn't have just, I couldn't come out with rise. Yeah. I needed to set it up. And you understand that once you get to the end. It's one of those things where you start and everyone's very uncomfortable. That's right. Including like, myself. what is he doing and how is he going on with this? <laughs> yeah. But then when you get to rise, you're like, oh, I see <laughs> okay. what he did there. Okay. 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 Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it was good. Okay, good. I'm sweating. I'm so, I was so nervous. You pulled it off, Tim. It's over now. You did it. It's done. You don't have to do it ever again. You did it. Well done. It will It will last until the editing process. Oh, it's making it through. <laughs> oh, you it's think making so? it through, Tim. We'll see. Okay, so... We should talk about the story. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's talk about the story. Okay. Here's the story. There are no words in this story. Cool. That's cool. It's great. We get the emperor. He's sitting in his chair, in his lair. Everything in this story is basically black, white, and shades of gray. Yeah. Except for this bastard's yellow eyes, which is cool. But this bastard does. There's have a little bit, a little bit of color, but I mean, it's yeah. his layer, right? It's like a Sith layer. So yeah. He stands up. He floats over to this large bluish, triangular-shaped crystal. Now there's like pipes and conduits running into it, mm-hmm. so it looks like he's growing or containing something. It's really neat. Something's going on with that crystal. What? Yeah. So he waves his hand at a smaller, like, floating pyramid orb that's in front of that crystal. And the top opens, a little bit of steam or smoke comes out, and then he takes his nail and he cuts his hand open and drops a single drop of blood above that opening. Yeah. And you see the blood falling down. And before it can even fall into that orb, this little fucking worm creature leaps out and grabs that drop of blood. And at the same time, he grabs that creature, holds it up above his head like he's going to eat it. And then he does. Eats it. Eats it. Yes. Yes. Eat it. Eat Eat the slug. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Do it. I love it. Dare you to eat this thing. Do it. Do it. (laughs) What was that? That's the emperor, but it's it's bad. It's bad. When he when he wants Anakin to kill, uh, oh um, yeah, yeah, okay, Dooku, do it. Okay, okay. I think I think maybe that's going to be okay. it for the Emperor. Uh, do it. So the Emperor drops that slug into his mouth, and right. We get the, right into his gullet. We get this amazing art of his just his teeth, and he's just chawing down this thing. Yeah, he's just munching it, and it's gross but so cool. Yeah, it is gross. Um, he falls to his knees, holding his stomach. Well, Apparently he's allergic to that thing. Yeah, I don't think a slug is going to be very good on the digestive no. track. No, we get a close-up on his face, and he is raging. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's anger, I don't know if it's pain, I don't know if it's something else, but he is like... I mean, he's going to hurl. <laughs> it looks like he's going to, like, I don't know. It looks like he might be ready to lift a planet up using the force. He Maybe, looks like yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Anyways, this bluish crystal that we mentioned before is now orange. And he stands up, sticks his fingernails right into it, and cracks the exterior. And we get a whole full page spread on that. And it looks really, really neat. It looks great. It's kind of confusing. 
Like, well, what's yeah, going on in it? It is very confusing. Like, the, the emperor there, he looks almost like a ghost. And he's standing in space. Yeah. Larger than planets. And he's overlooking Coruscant. There's other planets around. And there's seven cloaked figures standing behind him. Yeah. Perhaps other Sith or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. They're like, or are they like shadows of the emperor? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they or are. Or like emperors that like past emperors. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So any, like any, any one of those could be the right answer. But he's got electricity coming out of all his fingers and his palms. And they're touching all sorts of different points on Coruscant and other planets around him right. and behind him. Yeah. So that was really cool. For sure. If there was a word bubble here, what do you think it could possibly be? Uh, Fuck you! Ah. That's pretty good. I was thinking... Infinite power! <laughs> you set me up for that one. I did. That was a setup. I did. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, and then, then what happens after that... Stop saying infinite power. Then what happens after that is we get, we get some flashes of characters we know. So... Yeah. We see uh, Amidala, and she's got a bunch of children around her, and they're all crying. And then she falls to her knees. Then we get another flashback. It's not a flashback, because these things haven't really happened. It's a flash. And Yoda is fighting, and he gets blown up in this explosion, and the Emperor uses the Force to take his lightsaber away from him. And then there's one of Anakin pulling the heart out of some bug-like creature, and he looks just enraged. Totally. Like he looks ferocious. I love how they made him look there. Um, now, this orange crystal that he stuck his fingers into, it's all cracked now. There's cracks everywhere. And each one of these cracks, like each shape that has come from these cracks, has a like a image of a different Jedi scenario in it. Yeah, and like the Jedi's are all in trouble in all these scenarios. Yeah. Like this is basically like Order sixty six. What's going on? Yeah, it's but like, like in a different way, right? Because it's like, what if this is the way that it happened? What if the Emperor just had his hands and everything that was happening? Yeah. Right? So I mean, kind of like the Watt Tambor story. Like whatever the Emperor ate is some sort of hallucinogenic, yeah, compound for a Sith. And now, now maybe not just maybe hallucinogenic is the wrong way to put it, but like this is some sort of um, tool that he's using to possibly foresee the future or foresee the path to how he can get this future that he wants to happen. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that his channeling all his like electricity and cracking into this crystal is making these things happen. Perhaps, I think yeah. I think they are happening, and it's like heightening his power. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like connected to some sort of system now that is like transmitting his power to all these places and like messing up all these jedi yeah like sending his okay interesting that's possible like elevating his way. power type yeah, yeah yeah i don't know yeah interesting i always thought of it more of like a it's in his mind like he's okay kind of just having a almost like a vision a vision quest or something like that right um but anyways this this orange crystal starts to crack and bursting out of the top of it is a giant one of these slugs that he just ate. Yeah. And it eats him. Yeah. It's payback time. Yeah. But the creature immediately lights up with a blue light and the emperor walks out of its stomach and the rest of it turns to ash. Amazing. Amazing. The emperor starts walking through his lair and gets to a troop of the Crimson Guard. 
Now we're looking at this part from far away, so you can't really see yeah. any details. Yeah. But as as he gets closer and closer to the front of the line of this Crimson Guard, we see that it's not the Emperor anymore, it's Palpatine. And yeah. his hair's all combed nicely, he's smiling. Like he's very young looking now, he's not yeah. like that, his face isn't so old well you know what i thought the same thing yeah and then i double checked i went back to the beginning of the book his face is exactly the same he's got all the same wrinkles everything's the same except his, oh. his hair is combed back oh, okay you couldn't see his hair before but he's smiling i think that's what does it here is just okay. this smile yeah all that palpatine has to do is smile right and you're thrown off by him definitely yeah so he's still got his yellow eyes though yeah um yeah so i don't like what is this is this him having like a vision quest for what he what he wants to happen is it something that is happening like you said like he's affecting these people at the time or is this simply like this way that he gets himself into character for palpatine yeah like to become to to do such a 180 degree turn of character right it um and i don't know yeah i just think it's really cool to think about these different scenarios for this one for sure any of those things is great like yeah any of them the the entire if you wanted to just give like a short, uh, uh, like a, a short synopsis of what happens, Emperor eats a slug, a slug eats the Emperor, and then he bursts out yeah. of the chest. Of the Enter slug. Palpatine. Yeah, Enter Palpatine. It's so good. Like, I think, this is my hot take, this should have been the opening scene to Rise of Skywalker. Uh, That would have been, that would have been good. I think any, just sort of, even silent. Kind of doesn't fit, but. No. But it like, like, like cut out the, the crystal where he's like seeing his vision quest and making things happen, Mm -hmm. but just have the emperor somehow crawl out of some pit that he didn't die in and then eat a slug, go do some stuff with something. And then a huge slug comes out, eats him. And then he bursts out of the chest and he's ready to go again. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yep, I'm on board. I love it. I love this one. I just like, it's so simple, but there's so much in it. I like that there's no words. I like you're that just no you're, words, you're yeah. watching and you're coming up with the story in your head. Yeah. And I loved when I came up with my you know original thoughts on this the first time reading it. I was just like, I, I had to go back and 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 like look at it again. There's some sort of like definite process that's yeah. happening in this in this um, story. There so. is a there is a process. Like that's the other thing. It's like. Does he just do this like every weekend? Yeah. How many times does he have to do this? It's like when he wants to have a good time. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> this, how is many... how, this is like how he lets loose, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. he's had a busy week totally. manipulating the yeah. galaxy. Yeah. He's like, I just want to, ha- I just want to hang out, you know? Totally. Eat, eat, a, eat a slug or two. Yeah. Just chill out, have a good time. What time boars? Like, you want to go catch yeah. a movie this weekend? He's <laughs> like, wow, want to watch a movie. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do the slug thing. I got, I got slug plants <laughs> got, this, this been, weekend. Yeah. I've been boiling a slug. It's been boiling a slug. For, me and the for slug. For a couple yeah. of years. Me I want to eat. Slug. Okay. Let's move on. Great. So good. So good. So good. Uh, next, Entrenched. Great. This is another one of my tops. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. This one is my tops for the writing. Yep. So we're on Hoth. It. Right off the bat, I'm getting the feeling like it's an Empire Strikes Back timeline piece. Oh, for sure, because it's the it's the rebels right um, away. Yeah, the uh, ATATs are about to attack. We're in a we're in a trench with the troops. Um, there's a, the narration is of one of the rebels recording a holographic message to his mother. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's just like talking about life as as a troop, right? But it's it's written in such a strong wartime mood, like you really get how difficult it is for these troops 
this is something that doesn't ever come across in the movies is that these troops are like army military warriors who have families who can suffer from PTSD who are seeing horrific things yeah and this guy's he's writing about it as he's going through it um he's he's talking about how they all have to do such terrible things and as he's narrating that he's stabbing someone in the head or in the eye with an icicle right yeah and he's he's worried he's writing his mother he's worried about what's going to happen to his soul when he comes back he feels like he's losing his soul out there yeah like this is incredible incredibly deep dialogue that that we're getting it's not dialogue it's like narration but it's incredibly in like incredibly deep concept yeah it's the the thoughts of a soldier yeah and we haven't you're right we haven't really got that we know what the battle of hoth is and it has the word battle in it like it that there were troops and there were people fighting and we don't really think about how that affects them yeah. in a war. We just think like, yeah, let's go. Good guys win. Like rebellion. Let's do it. Get down those ATATs. Like go around and, right. you know, put the rope around their legs and knock them down. We don't think of like the troops that are on the ground that have to actually kill somebody. That's right. Because what we're shown is we're shown the main characters, right? Yeah. We're shown Luke who's flying around in his, his, his ship, you know, we're not, we're not getting a story from a single troop because yeah. that's not what's important in this in the in the stories and there's not enough time to get into that but For sure that's what this story is doing they're getting into yeah. on that battle let's dig into one of the troops yes let's get into the heart and the mind of this troop and and talk about how difficult this whole war is for him yeah Tim that's what comics are for yeah they're for that's stories they're for. like this supportive material because the thing about space violence, space violence can be rated PG. You can have a war in space, but if it's a laser shooting a person, it's PG because that isn't a real thing that we have. Yeah. But that is still a person dying. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not as graphic as a bullet shooting a person, but that is still a person shooting a person. Yeah. So it's very interesting to read like a letter that one of the troops is writing to his mother mm-hmm. about how he's not sure he likes doing what he does, but he has to do it for the cause. Yep. And he's sorry about it, but he, he, this is his, like, this is his duty mm-hmm. as someone who is in the battle of Hoth, who is in this war. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, this one really hit me. Um, it's, it's like a boots on the ground type story, which we haven't seen anything like that. No. At this point. Yeah. You see a little bit in rogue one. You see a little bit boots on the ground. Correct. This is what like an army fighting, a rebellion fighting the Empire could look like. Yeah. Um, but up until this point, never seen this before. Nothing. Nothing. So Vader shows up uh, as the Millennium Falcon is flying away. So we do for surely learn that this is that battle where the rebels have to escape from Echo Base. Yeah. And Vader, you know, Vader just misses the Millennium Falcon. But what he does... He force chokes this rebel who's been narrating this story so far. Yeah. And kills him. Like the rebel also gives like Vader like one last F you at the end too. Vader's like, tell me the location of whatever. And the guy's like, F you. And then Vader kills him. Well, again, is a really good look because we don't really see this also in the movies. It's like how many of these people just got captured and Vader's just like, hey, where is everybody? Yeah. And they said no. And he kills them. And then he kills them. Like you don't really think about that when you're watching the movies. It's like, oh, Vader doesn't know where they are. It's like, yeah. But why not? He has captured so many people. Why wouldn't one of them talk? Yeah. And then they don't. Like, this is just, yeah. So it shows you this guy. The last few pages, we get to find out who this guy's mother was. And yeah, right. It's so cool. 
So his mother is Mon Mothma, and she finds out about his fateful moment moments before delivering her speech in the movie about how the empire about how the empire has made a critical mistake and now is the time for the rebels to take action yeah so when they're in that command center and everyone's around and she's motivating them she just learned that her son had died it's so very cool how they tie this story into empire strikes back yeah it's right in the middle of empire i I love it as this this um additional information that we get it it makes it Rewatching Empire the next time I do, I'm going to think about this story at that moment, and it's going to be it's going to be more emotional for me because I I, I get this behind the scenes look at what just happened. Yeah, we know like who our heroes are of Empire Strikes Back, but we don't know like about the unsung heroes. We don't know about the people that are crucial to this plan working out. We just know like our space friends. We know Luke and Leia and Han. Like they're our best friends. Yeah, but there's all these people that had to do their job to make this work yeah it's really cool yeah it brings a lot of weight to that movie that is already a fantastic movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right moving on to the next one yeah wipe my tears away here before (laughs) we move on (laughs) yeah i know well i'm not crying well congratulations tim no but you know what that's because you work out you don't cry you work out (laughs) no it's not it's nothing to do with it oh okay i thought that was because it's because i read this back when it was released yeah and um i'm sure back then i probably cried right if if not had tears little, in my eyes little 24 year old tim <laughs> 24 year old emotional little tiny me. tiny 24 year yeah, old tim that's right okay the next one's called the fourth precept this one's really interesting i basically think this is kind of like for me it's like the creation of the star wars universe okay um kind of like the way the scientific way that you would say the the big bang created our universe interesting this is the way that the star wars universe is initially formed now why i think that is because it starts off with a lightsaber fight between two similar looking characters but they're being peaceful like they bow to each other um their lightsabers immediately get energized by the universe like there's yeah, a small true. universe behind them that like zaps out to their lightsabers and they then they go they fight across basically the universe they're fighting on on top of um well they're fighting like within pits with monsters they're going to the tops of fiery mountains they're going to the ocean they fight in outer space they fight in weird alien space stations then we see a final blow between the two that sets off this massive explosion and we get to our last page and the composition of the last page is as follows. Now, when I say last page, this is page five. Like this is a very short but sweet one. Yeah. But the last page is the very top. It's broken into thirds. The very top part is an explosion. The middle part are these two characters who are fighting and they're facing us, the reader. One of them has its arms outstretched towards us the other one has its arms outstretched at its sides and then there's an omega symbol above their head now in the bottom third we see what looks like blood vessels and i'm immediately thinking here midichlorians Hmm. so that that's why for me this is like this is the birth of the star wars universe and i think it's so fucking cool now i had to dig a bit deeper i had to know about those blood vessels yeah so i i did some searching on midichlorians 
online and you'll find images that look similar to how those blood vessels look. So those are midichlorians right okay. there. Okay, Tim. So that was, wow. that's my take on that one. I'm blown away here. That's a great take. Yeah? Yeah, me, I'm flipping through it. And I'm like, oh, someone wanted to draw some pretty pictures <laughs> of just, two faceless people just fighting. past it? Oh, yeah, I was just like, I, I actually flipped through it like three times being yeah. like, I don't get it. I don't know what's happening here. It's just pretty pictures and there's two people fighting. That's all really they wanted to get in there. I didn't even notice like there's an omega sign. I think this is an alpha sign upside down. Oh, okay. Right there yeah. um, at the, on the last page. I think you were 100% right. This is the creation of maybe the force. Maybe not the Star Wars Perhaps. universe, but maybe the force. Well, the force in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, right. right. It's yeah. like the creation. It looks like the creation of the midichlorians in a way, right? Yeah. Wow. And I, I, so, I had to I had to sit that one I didn't know what was going on and it bothered me and I just so I, I theorized about that one for a while and that's what I came up with. Well, I think that's really good and I think you just actually put meaning to these five pages that I had no meaning to. Perfect. Um so that's I great. I like it a lot now when I didn't care for it at all before. Perfect. So yeah, thank you for bringing that. I wanna just flip through it again. I mean it takes it's quick, it's, it's five, five pages, pages but yeah. uh you are one hundred percent right, especially with that last page. The last page kind of sums it up for the you. Big, the big, just the big explosion, the bang, and then, yeah, the blood, the, the blood cells at the end. You did it. You win. Okay, next one. Prototypes. I found this one a bit weird. Tim, again, few of them are prototypes better, yeah. is not a Star Wars comic. It doesn't feel like Star Wars. No, it, it feels definitely like, not. Definitely it not. It feels like, uh, I don't even want to, it's, it's almost like Judge Dredd. You know, it's like this, it's, yeah. it's this apocalyptic future where there's like mutant type people that also wear this armor that can help them fight. Maybe even like Mad Maxi kind of, it's just, uh -huh. it's just this different type of future. Star Wars is a long time ago. It's not the future. It's True. the past. True. I know there's a lot of spacecrafts and stuff like that, but. But those are past spacecrafts. Pa past spacecrafts. Not yeah, future. I, I didn't feel this one. This one just no, did not I, I feel, didn't either. Didn't feel like Star Wars at all to me. No, especially like one of the characters. They're like, "Oh, you have like this regeneration thing. That's pretty cool." It's like, what is this? Mm. What is this guy who has regeneration? I'm thinking, yeah, I'm just thinking it's a different future thing. I don't, I don't need to talk about it. Basically, the story is like really quickly. It's just that there's some sort of mad scientist or something. Who basically starts a war between a Mandalorian clan and the Sith by stealing a Sith lightsaber. And then um, amongst that is some other stuff that happens. But that's kind of like the meat and potatoes of it. So, But they didn't... That sounds like a cool story, what I just said. But they don't, they don't do anything really with that until they just explain it right at the end. That's just the last page. Like the just last that, page. That's what's that. going on. Yeah, so... Okay, let's pass that. This next one is called Imperial Recruitment. Now, I didn't even realize this was one of the stories because all it is is a few pages of scantily clad women in various military scenes urging citizens to enlist in the Imperial Navy. I just thought it was, you know, sometimes in like the middle of the comic book, they'll show like concept art, just random art and yeah, stuff like only, that. There's only two pages. Yeah. I, I don't, this one I don't really understand like did this did the guy who was given this great opportunity to put some sort of story into this book is like i don't have enough time to be a part of this i'll just submit a couple of images or like that's actually a story just these two whatever you said two okay. pages yeah these, these pictures of these women i get it's I, like it's like military propaganda yes that's what it is and i get it 
I it's hate it. Immediately, you immediately pass by it. It's it, as as it's nothing. I kind of hate it, Tim. Oh yeah, I don't like it. I don't either. like it at all. No, I, I I actually when I when I really just thought of like, oh, here's just someone who drew something. It's like, oh, whatever. I pass by it. I but thought they threw it in, but saying that, counts, that it's like a story, I hate story. it. I hate it even more. Yeah, I really don't like it. Like, I I don't even know what the purpose is of it. Like, if it it, it looks like it's trying to recruit females, you know, to the empire maybe i don't think the yeah i, I but, agree but i don't think the way that you do that is by showing scantily clad females right? no and like this one i have there's only two pictures the second one i have pulled up it's like no one sits like this like no. why is she sitting like this I, maybe because I, she's I don't get it. so damn sexy i know maybe so so this isn't this would not be for women this would not be trying to no, get maybe women it's into for the men. army it's for men it's like come to the army yeah we have all we these got hot sexy women. chicks yeah. who sit with their butts out right and their chests out like right. i don't know that doesn't I, make any sense i hate it yeah let's just that we've spent enough time on that already can we burn those pages no oh okay. No, no, okay no you can't because you have a digital copy i know and i can't because i'd be afraid that the rest of my book would, it would burn. burn up yeah, yeah okay that's i could fair. tear them out that's fair okay okay moving on this one's called deep forest we're on the planet kashik right it's either kashik or kashuk it's actually something weird right I, it yeah. could be kashuk I don't even know if it's either of those. I think it's up for debate. Sure, but let's not debate it. 18 <laughs> months after the Battle of Geonosis. Now, listen, I love this art style. Yeah. It's really well drawn, but purposefully scratchy. Yeah. It looks amazing. I like it a lot. Okay. Now, as I'm reading this story, dude, I just, I, I'm going to come out and say it. I, I don't like Wookiees. You, I don't like Wookiees. You like I, the Christmas special. I know. I know I did. They. I didn't like them in it, though. They're probably the worst part for me. Wow. Um, I listen, thought... Wookiees, they don't do anything for me. I don't care about these characters. I can't get okay. invested. Um, a prince dies in this book. I don't care. <clears throat> a war starts because of it. I don't, you don't care. care. Um, were were uh, Itchy and Martha in this one? Were no. they? I, I don't know. No. They, um, I Her don't name care. Is... I don't, her I don't name care. is Mala. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You keep calling her Martha. Her listen, name is Mala. Listen, everything in this story gets fixed for me the page immediately after this story. Okay. It is this like incredible spread of Mustafar. Yeah. And really, 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 really tiny. You can see Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting. And it is glorious. I don't even know what it's a part of. I, I thought maybe it's just an extra piece of art that got slipped in there. You're looking for it right now. What is that? Look at that. Oh. I don't know. Damn, don't, though. That's hey, so good, yeah. That's gonna, that'll hit up uh, social media when for this sure. drops it's, for it's sure. It's so good. So you're just like, nope, I don't like Wookiees. I don't care about Wookiees. No, and then the next page See, is what I like. Okay, just show, just show it to me. That, well, that's a cover. No, no, no. No, the page you're on. Oh, See, the next page this, after okay. the book ends. No, no, I'll show that on social media. Like, I'll show that, that picture. Okay. Amazing, you said show it to me, amazing. so I didn't know what you meant. It's incredible arc by uh, Eric Tiemens. Okay, yeah. It's fantastic concept art it's for great. the battle on Mustafar yeah. between Anakin and yeah. uh, Obi-Wan. Some of the best I've seen. Um, it's thrown me for a loop, though, because I thought you'd be all in on Kashuk stories. No, Because no, no, no. you're like, back to the Christmas special. We haven't been here since the Christmas special. Let's do it. Let's yeah, but here. I don't like the Wookiees in the Christmas special. Yeah. It's the other stuff, the that dancing... Um, 
dancing lady, the virtual right, reality right, lady, yeah, the, and, uh, the, the porn that Itchy's watching. Yeah, her, her beautiful face and the colors behind her, and the mesmerizing colors. Right, the, right. Um, the animation. Yeah, uh, Jefferson Starship. Jeff, Jefferson yeah. Starship. That's what you're into. Pouring uh, his drink okay, down his head. So, yeah, that was there was a lack of Jefferson Starship in this in this <laughs> Kachuk story. Definite yeah. lack. Well, okay, lack why, why don't you? It sounds like you did like this story, so why don't you tell us about it then? No, I've, I'm, no, okay. It's just it, perfect. It, it's fine. Okay, moving on to the next one. Celestia Galactic Photographica. <sighs> sure, cool. It's it's just a series of paintings depicting various scenes in the galaxy. I mean, they look fine. They, they look fine. Again, I thought it was... I didn't understand that this was something that one of the concept artists chose to do, right? Is This person just chose to submit a bunch of artwork. Now, yeah. they look good, but... Well, so here's the thing. There's nothing tying them together. I mean, they look fine... But I, I am a person who, when I'm reading a comic, I will sit there and look at the art. I really, like, the art is more than 50% of a comic book. The art is very important. So when it's just a bunch of pieces of art, like, I'm usually into that. And I wasn't really in this case. I was yeah, me just, neither. I was kind of just swiping through it. So, I mean, the art's fine. Mm. I guess it's good, but I wasn't interested in it. But it's so. worlds, right? Like, it's almost like it's just, like environments i don't i don't know i want to see some characters or something i know i know what something's, you mean. Missing. something's missing something's it, missing it's very it is very star wars yeah. like it where some of the other stories we haven't liked it's like well that's not star wars this is very star wars yeah i just didn't really it's like concept it. art for worlds yeah. next get it out of here final final one. Oh, fi- we're at the end we are but we have a lot to talk about with this one hey what is it which one is it this one is also in my top it's called The Eyes of the Revolution. It is also in my top as well. Yes, obviously. I think it's obvious what's in the top and what's in the bottom when you go through this book. Yeah, and it, I think this one is kind of a misstep in not including some of this in the movie. Um, I think, yes. I think including I, I... General Grievous and not including some of this stuff is a big misstep. I hadn't considered that before, and that is an excellent point. This The movies definitely needed this story, because this ties a lot of stuff together yeah. from that movie. And that, if, that was left... We were left just scratching our head wondering, like, what does that mean? It's almost like, why even bring that up if you're not going to include some of this stuff? Yes, if you only watched the movie, you didn't watch Clone Wars, you didn't, watch, you didn't read this comic, you're like, who is General Grievous? Why is a droid coughing? Yeah. Why does he have a Transylvanian accent if he's a droid? Right. And he sucks. And and one one bigger thing, one bigger spoiler at the end there that we, we will get to when we go through the story. But Of course. Another part. But um, yeah, want to get into it then? Yeah, sure. It's just he sucks in the movie. I think he sucks oh, in the movie. Oh, I don't think he sucks in the movie. I think if it's only the movie, he sucks. I think if you know anything about him, anything, oh, he's awesome. Okay. I think if you just watch the movie, I think he sucks. Okay, I'll buy that. I watched um, a 10, 10 or 20 episode animation mm-hmm. before the movie mm-hmm. on, uh, I think it was a Cartoon Network. They were like three minute shorts each. And sure. he, he was in there. And I got a real feel for how for sure. much of an ass kicker he was. So I was looking forward to seeing him in the movie because I knew a bit I of think, his background. So I, I see what you're saying. I'm, I think I, I, anything I buy into helps. That. Any sort of background helps with him. This would have been killer, though. Like it would have been killer. So we start off on the planet Kali, which is basically like the planet Grievous came from. Yeah. It's like his native planet. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful looking city. We're right on the water. Um, and we see Grievous before he's Grievous. 
<laughs> so when I see this the first time, I'm getting I'm getting pretty excited, I'm getting pretty excited about it. Definitely. Now he's got like bone face. Yeah, yeah. He he takes a shit box of a ship out, and apparently he's called the last hope in the Huck War. Yeah. Now the ship doesn't get far when we see the Emperor. That's cool. What's the Emperor doing there? That's your boy. That's my boy. Then this uh, ship that that this guy's in starts to malfunction. And just before it crashes into the water and explodes, Grievous gets ejected. And it looks like the Emperor was in charge of ejecting it, him and his little team there. Right. So they pull his body out of the water and the Emperor shoots him with some sort of a weapon. And it's called the Heart Stun. Mm. That's cool. It is cool. Cool. He says... The heart stun will wear off shortly. When it does, he'll begin to die. Oh, no. That's so badass. The heart stun is bad. I love love that the emperor would have a heart stun. Of course he would. (sighs) Incredible. So Grievous is sent to a medical facility by order of Lord Tyrannus. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he says... At this uh, medical facility, he says they can run their experiments on him. Now, even though they pulled Grievous out of the water and he was alive and 100% intact, they cut 50% of his body off and throw him in this tank in this medical facility. Yeah. He's got no, he's got like no legs, no arms. So he's basically, in this moment, he's a slave to them to keep him alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're keeping him right. Like they, but like, what if you think like, what's the purpose of actually cutting off his like legs and arms or whatever? Like, what what's what is the purpose of getting rid of fifty percent of his body? It's so that because he says, "Take me home." Like, okay, I'm alive. Whatever, I survived the crash. Take me home. And they're like, "Well, you can't. You live in this chamber right now." Yeah, because we are keeping you alive. Right, right. The chamber's keeping him alive. Yeah. So, Tyrannus says that he's going to break Grievous down. Before he can trust him. Then we get this holy fuck moment out of this. For me. A ship arrives. Tyrannus goes over to it. And there's a pod with a Jedi being brought out. Oh. Tyrannus says, How are you doing today, my old friend? Are you ready for your blood transfusion, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas? Right. Sifo-Dyas. Yeah, right. Boom. I'm just like, what? Definitely. Tell you what, though. I'm like, what? On the reread yeah. for the podcast. The first time through, I didn't understand what that meant. Yeah. Because I didn't know who that was. Okay. We learn it. Well, I guess. No, that's not. That's it's an not Attack true. of the Clones. That's not true. Yeah. You don't know who it is. No, no, no. Yeah, but no, I guess I'm wrong because this came out after Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So we, well, we know the name. We know yeah, the name, but your, we don't know. Your question at the end of Attack of the Clones is, who the fuck is Sifo Diaz? That's right. Why does this person matter? I don't know. That's right. So and this is cool. They don't tell us. Yeah, yeah. So this is very cool. To still be alive because they're like, Sifo Diaz died 10 years ago. Like, right. that is the, what they say in Attack of the Clones. So it's very cool. Right. So, it's so amazing. They basically give Grievous a blood transfusion from Sifo-Dyas. Yeah. So he gets Sifo-Dyas' blood. Crazy. Including the midichlorians. Crazy. All that. What a cool idea. What a cool concept. And to connect this, like, who is that guy in Attack of the Clones yeah. with this new Grievous? Who is this guy? It's got the so, blood of that guy. Yeah, so like, good. It's so cool. good. Yeah. I, I love it. I yeah. love. I love that idea. Yeah. Now, once Grievous is ready, yeah, 
Tyrannus gives him the lightsaber of Sifo-Dyas as a gift. Now, the Emperor and uh, Tyrannus, they have a chat about the experiment and how well it's gone. And Tyrannus says, Grievous has no humanity left. He's not even really alive. Yeah. Very neat. And the Emperor says, pay close attention to the experiment as the bionic technology may prove a useful tool in the years to come. So fuck me, man. This is like Grievous is the first test of this bionic technology which they'll eventually refine to turn Anakin into Darth Vader. Of course, 100% awesome. 100% awesome. You have this tech, like, you have already created a creature who has this technology. Yeah. Like, you've already used it to keep someone alive. This is exactly what they're using for Anakin. Yeah, 100%. It's amazing. Yeah, like you said, this totally could have made its way into the movie. Yeah. I I, I like to think that this, this just was just about there just about made it and maybe at the last minute got cut because I can think of a lot of things that could have been cut out of the movie to yeah. put five or 10 minutes of this in there and make it so much better. Yeah. Well, what it, just talking about maybe it was getting close and then it got cut like Gary Oldman was supposed to be the voice of Grievous. So like that's a big name actor was signed up to be the voice of Grievous and then they kind of didn't do that, went in a different direction, and they got someone who works on the crew just to do the voice. So maybe it's around the time where they're like, we're cutting out a bunch of stuff Mm. about his backstory. We don't need Gary Oldman to do the voice. Well, do you think that's because of the way they manipulated his voice to sound? And like, maybe you don't need to pay Gary Oldman for that? No. No? No. Because like, do you think it would still be that like robotic kind of sound if it was Gary Oldman? Or would it just be straight up? gary oldman talking no i think it would still have a a unique sound to it yeah um i'd be curious to hear that i'm not sure I know. i'm not sure how much that does for me just because i didn't mind his voice it was i guess he if sounds it's, like he's dracula like he's got this weird yeah, accent but if it's going to be the same type of thing where he's like coughing and it yeah. sounds robotic you know does gary oldman do anything for me maybe yeah but i'd be I interested think, to hear it i think his character in that third movie is sort of tossed aside i don't think he is that important in that movie to that movie Mm -hmm. other than just kind of getting the plot going so i can see you thinking you don't need gary oldman anymore and you just need whoever to do that voice yeah but i can see that if this was part of the plot this part of the story that we're talking about you would need a little bit more of a heavy hitter to pull that off because you're gonna have a little bit more grievous stuff in this movie right and you need to pull off some emotional moments Listen, if you want to give us Grievous before he turns into Grievous, yeah. I'd love to hear him as Gary Oldman there. Yeah, for like, sure. Um, on his, on, on Kashi, if it's just like, we get the backstory to him as a character before he, yeah. he gets, he gets destroyed here by uh, the emperor. He gets broken. But you know where they do a lot of great Grievous development is in the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah, there's I have, a, I've a heard that. a whole lot of him and they do a lot of really cool stuff, so... Yeah, I've heard he's very much uh he's very much a badass. Yeah. Um and he, he and he does a lot of cool things, but I think you need a little more like this in that movie. A little bit more of this should have made it. Yeah. All right, let's get to what if then. What could possibly be in what if?
what if. I will tell you what's going to be in what if. I want to talk about this whole blood transfusion thing. All right. That, this was very, very cool to me. I want to know this. What if the Emperor gave blood to Anakin during his process of receiving the bionic technology? Does that do anything for you story-wise? Hmm. So think about how destroyed Anakin was. The bionic technology isn't enough to keep him going. He also needs blood. And he gets the Emperor's blood. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think about this moment when, I'm doing air quotes here, Darth Vader is born. Right. And he goes from Anakin to Darth Vader. He seems a bit like a zombie. Like yeah. this different type character. Like something along the way definitely happened between the Anakin that we got our last moments of and Darth Vader. Right? There's a big gap yeah. in the personality. And maybe it was just because of the experience that he had. Maybe it was just that hard and he's he's lost he's gone yeah but what i started to think with this was what if he got a blood transfusion from the emperor yeah Anyways, interesting that's our, okay that's our what if this is our speculation what do you think for sure yeah um i'm just like been quiet over here because my wheels are spinning because just going through like the whole arc of anakin he's my favorite character in those um first six movies just his arc is i think crucial to the movies can, can i just throw one more thing in oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, one more moment to think about Good, thank you. Answer. I got nothing. <laughs> but a, about a year ago, in Darth Vader, the comic book, issue number 25, they dropped the bomb that the Emperor is Anakin's father. Now, they say that the Emperor has the ability to manipulate midichlorians, and he did so inside of Shmi Skywalker's womb and conceived Anakin. Right, so that is that is something that I had sort of in my head canon already yeah i'm um, just from the conversation that they have in revenge of the sith yeah when they're at the opera yeah i was like oh shit like he created anakin he did that yeah um so i already kind of had that in my mind uh yeah it's interesting that it, why does he just shut off like that you're right the the sort of transformation from anakin to darth vader he becomes the zombie like that just does whatever the emperor wants he um, also seems a lot more powerful, doesn't he? Maybe it's the the bionic implants. Maybe that has something to do with it. But so here here is the thing: he does. Um, if you if you kind of track, if you track his power along along all the movies that have come out, he isn't. He never really taps into that extreme power in the first three movies you get them talking about how he's going to be really powerful and he does he like got a lot of lightsaber skills um he does do the choke unfortunately in revenge of the sith um and so you see it there you do see him get that power there but he does seem more powerful later like in rogue one when he's just walking through that ship and he's just throwing people around destroying he does seem a lot more powerful in the force I wonder if that's just accepting the dark side, the dark side mm -hmm. or if it has something to do with sort of a transfusion. You bringing up the like Sifo-Diaz transfusion thing. It's like, basically, this comic says that you need to do that to keep someone alive, right? Like, if you're going to go through this process, they need some more blood. 
So they sure if they've right if they've like, lost limbs and all that. Yeah, yeah it, they it might need sense. some more blood. So yeah. I like the idea that he needs some more blood. So where is he going to get it from? Because giving the blood to General Grievous, you know, kind of made him powerful and gave him those midichlorians. So maybe you get more. I mean, I I I like that Grievous transfusion as a way for how he becomes so powerful, yeah. right? Because yeah, I just he is an ass kicker, and you don't really know anything about him. But if he was such an ass kicker, why did he get you know so defeated and needed all these um, yeah. bionic implants? And um, you know, obviously that can happen. It happened to Anakin. He got defeated and needed these these implants yeah. as well. But it's it's I just it, I really like that he had this blood transfusion, and that makes him so much more powerful, right? Yeah, I really like that for Grievous. Anakin is already like they've already said is off the charts. Has yeah, been he doesn't so. need that. I mean, we don't know about the Emperor. We mm-hmm. don't know his midichlorian count. We don't know how yeah. powerful he is. I mean, he's he seems to be the most powerful in the universe. Yeah. So it couldn't hurt to get some of his blood and boost um, Anakin's abilities in the Force. Maybe it draws him closer to the dark side as well. You know, having, yeah. Having his, his blood. Anyways, I, like I, I, it, don't, yeah. I, don't, I actually don't think that's what happened. No, I don't um, think so either. I, I just think it's an interesting what if um, yeah. scenario. Yeah, I, I think it's a good what if scenario. I'm just trying to decide if it's better or not. Like if it's better just to leave it that Anakin is just he got there himself. Or if the transfusion right. is like just sort of a reason why right. he's kind of. It's, it is tough. I kind of like them both. Yeah, I for an Anakin arc, I like it better that he doesn't get a transfusion. Yeah. And that he's just sort of defeated because the emperor tells him that he killed Padme. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, oh, well, I got nothing to live for anymore. So I'll just do whatever this guy says now. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, Dean, I think that's about it for us this week. That's it. Yeah. It's over. It's done. Yep. Oh, that's man. how we usually feel at this time. We're like, well, let's read the next 20 chapters. Yeah. I guess there's but always next week. That's the end of this book. Yeah, that is the end. Well, let's let's do it real quick. Let's let's drop our top four, start to bottom. Oh yeah, start to bottom. Okay, okay. You go first, and then I'll go. I mean, I, th- I think we have okay. the same four. Okay, okay, it's okay. Just the order. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Holy damn, this is tough. I'm gonna go. <laughs> How many times have I said that? Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> You're gonna go. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna go with my heart here. I'm gonna go old wounds. Sith the Sith. Sith the Sith. You got it. That, I got it right? Yeah, Sith the That's Sith. the Emperor Emperor one? Yeah. Then I'm going to go the Eyes of the Revolution. That's the Grievous one. Then I'm going to go Entrenched, which okay. is the, uh, yeah. the Rebel story. Yeah, I'm uh, the same as you, but flip the bottom two. Okay, so Entrenched you're... for me is number three, Okay, and uh, the Grievous one is number four, but I'm the same top four. Perfect. So you're Old Wounds. Yeah. Sith the Sith. Yeah entrenched the eyes of the revolution yes yes we had, the somebody, t- we had the same four books yes somebody put on screen the emperor bursting out of a slug i need to see that on screen um in a movie yep you need to see that in the movie i need to or you know a disney plus show yeah that'd be cool whatever it could just be a short hey i'll it watch anything be, with the emperor it could be three minutes long i just want to see him burst out of a slug's chest tell you what sir if you like the emperor so much you should watch clone wars and Star Wars Rebels. I will, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next time.
That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.